Thank you for downloading episode 108 of the Shrimps Verdict podcast. All opinions expressed are those of the individual contributors and not necessarily those of either Morecambe Football Club or of Beyond Radio. Every kick, every game, every goal. Following Morecambe FC in League One. Full match commentary of Morecambe FC on Beyond Radio. This is Shrimps Live from Beyond Radio. With the throw, headed clear. Mayor's going to get another chance to nod it towards Crowley. Was he backing into his man? Referee says play on. Crowley picks it up, goes for a shot from 25 yards out. Not a bad effort either. And that's a decent stop low down to his right-hand side. First real effort of note of, from either team coming from the right boots of Dan Crowley in the seventh minute. Smart stop by Simon Eastwood. Wildshuck skips away from his man, he's inside the Morecambe penalty area. Wildshuck gets it across, it's going to be tapped in for 1-0 by Marcus Brown from close range. And that is a hammer blow for the Shrimps just before the half-time whistle. We switched off for just a moment and that's all it took. It was Yannick Wildshuck, left-hand side of the Morecambe penalty area. He was allowed to get to the byline, pull the ball back and Marcus Brown, three yards out, was not going to miss from there. And he taps it over the line to make it Morecambe nil. Oxford United won in the 42nd minute. And after the Shrimps had looked so comfortable for most of this half, really, Connor Ripley's had very, very little to do indeed. And that's, that's all it takes, isn't it? Just half a second to switch off. Nobody picked up the run of Marcus Brown. He spent most of this half over on the, the right wing, but he'd just drifted into a central position. Wild shirt inside the Morgan box. We didn't tackle him, we didn't get the block in, and he just plays the ball across the face of the six-yard box. And there's Marcus Brown to tap it over the line to give Liam Manning on his first game in charge of the U's an advantage just before half-time here at the Mazuma Stadium. Morecambe nil, Oxford United one. And that is frustrating because on general balance of play there's been absolutely nothing really between the two sides at all. Rawson does well, Rawson Field flicks it on, Crowley flicks it further forward. Caleb Watts might have a shooting opportunity and instead plays it towards Ashley Hunter on the edge of the box. Hunter drills it into the bottom corner. And there is the equaliser for the Shrimps. Three minutes from time. And it comes courtesy of Ashley Hunter's first goal for Morecambe. And you have to say, it's come out of absolutely nowhere. We've not tested the keeper, Simon Eastwood, at all since the seventh minute. But that was a well-worked move down the right-hand side into the feet of Caleb Watts, 25 yards out. Thought Caleb might have had a shot, but he played in Ashley Hunter, who worked it back onto his right foot and from the edge of the area, drills it low past Simon Eastwood's right hand to make it Morecambe 1, Oxford United 1. And that has woken up the Mazuma Stadium crowd. You can hear what it means to the supporters here this afternoon. A good finish from Hunter. His first goal for the Shrimps. And we're back all square. I would argue very strongly on balance of play overall, despite Morgan being pretty toothless in attack that all square is probably about right for, for the balance of the game. I don't, I don't think anybody watching the game this afternoon would could argue really with that. Yes, we've been toothless in the final third. 
Ashley Hunter trying to put Eastwood under a bit of pressure, does so as well. But balance of play, there's been nothing in the game, really. The substitutes are all linked up together to provide that equaliser for the Shrimps. Watts into the path of Hunter. And that's the quality Ash Hunter has. And that, that's, that's one of the reasons why Derek Adams was keen to bring him into the football club in the summer. There are four minutes. That's probably about the right amount of stoppage time. Watts on the left-hand tip of the Oxford United penalty. Watts goes down. Referee says no. A year to the day since we were last awarded a penalty in open play. Reaction to the action. This is the Shrimp's verdict on Beyond Radio. In it comes, headed away by Rawson. And that is indeed the full-time whistle. And I think Morecambe have just about deserved to get a point on the board there this afternoon. But again, our downfall is quite simply switching off at the back for just a second. And that's all it took for Marcus Brown to open the scoring on 42 minutes. Uh, tapping home from three yards out, a Yannick Walsh at pullback. And then in the final third, we just didn't test the keeper, Simon Eastwood, enough. for Dan Crowley, early shot, parried away to his right-hand side on seven minutes. But it wasn't until Ashley Hunter popped up off the bench, sped into the edge of the area by Caleb Watts. And he drilled it low, right-footed, past Simon Eastwood's right hand into the far corner uh, for an equaliser that I think on overall balance of play uh, Morecambe probably just about deserved there was nothing in the game really it was Liam Manning's uh, first match in charge of Oxford United uh, this uh, Saturday afternoon and in, the, in doing what Liam Manning does which is very much possession based football of course uh, frustrated Morecambe to a, a large extent to Oxford had the lion's share of possession but again they were pretty toothless in attack themselves there weren't many efforts on on either goal really so lots for Morecambe to be encouraged about I would say certainly in terms of overall play it was a much better and much more determined performance playing with a, a lot of heart and a lot of a lot of spirit certainly far better than what we watched here at the Mazuma Stadium on Tuesday night against Charlton Athletic but the reality of the situation is we conceded yet another sloppy goal and we just can't keep doing that we need to be as solid as we possibly can at the back and we also need to just be more incisive in the final third whether it's taking more shots whether it's picking a better pass I think it's a bit of both really credit has to go to Derek Adams as well because it wasn't working in the second half with the back three with Austerfield and Watts and Ashley Hunter off the bench went to a back four 4-2-3-1 four, and we got that equaliser three minutes from time the first goal in the Morecambe shirt for Ash Hunter Morecambe moving on to 34 points from 38 games that victory for MK Dons moves them on to 36. Uh, so the gap hasn't got any wider. Uh, Morecambe still two points from League One safety uh, with eight games of the season to go ahead of another vital game at Stadium MK next weekend. Well, Derek, a 1-1 draw against Oxford today. A late goal from Ash Hunter, but a good point in the end. Yeah, I thought it was an exciting game. Uh, I thought that uh, both sides you know, tried to 
pass the ball and play and uh, both played in different uh, formations and uh, both tried to get the better uh, of each other and uh, that was you know, typified in the first half where um, we've opened them up a couple of times and uh, they you know, got a goal, uh, it was probably against the run of play at the time because we were in the ascendancy and uh, it was a sucker punch and that's happened to us a number of times this season and it does set us back because um, I thought that the players were growing into the game in confidence. Yes, they had a lot of the ball, but it was across the back in, in their own half. Uh, but they failed to uh, really open us up until that point. And, uh, you know, we didn't deal well with the ball down the side. We didn't stop the cross. And then the runner runs us off as the, the back post. But uh, the players keep on going, you know. And uh, I've said this for many times. I'm always proud of them. I'll always be proud of a, of a player that plays with a willingness to win a game or try to, to get a point and uh, today you know they fought back uh, Ash Hunter coming on uh, Ash does what he does he jinks inside and has shots and you know he got a great goal for us and it's a point uh, it didn't allow Oxford to get any points ahead of us uh, and you know we just keep on fighting It was as I say a vital vital point because we didn't won the opposition into the way he got it so late in the game Yeah I mean it's, we could have probably had a penalty at the end a foul on uh, Caleb Watts but uh, I thought that um, I think the consistency of officials are poor uh, I think that today there was a number of fouls that the referee didn't punish the opposition with with uh, yellow cars there was a number of infringements but uh, that's not just today that's over uh, the whole season and I did say to him at half time I said you probably um, you know make different decisions in the second half and that's what he did he didn't give us a penalty kick when it was clearly a penalty on Caleb and we haven't had a penalty for over a year and we've had penalties in the game and I just feel at times um, you know, that goes against us but the players uh, keep on going we change personnel we change formation we change you know a lot of things in the game to try and get it back in it change systems as you say and the bench all had a part to play in the goal it was a really good play to get the goal yeah, it was. You know, we made a double substitution, then we made a triple substitution. And uh, I think that, um, you know, the players are all here to try and make an impact. If they're either starting or coming off the bench. And, and today, um, everyone was part of that. Papa Suare was one of those that came on. You know, a big name signing for you uh, late on in the season. How do you think he did? Yeah, I mean, did well. You know, he came on at a difficult time in the game. It's not easy coming into your, your, your football club so late, but... Um, Adam Mayer had been booked in the first half and I was just wary that I can't afford to send him off in the second half, you know. So um, that was the reason we took Adam off uh, and put uh, Papa on. How fit will he be? Um, fit, yeah. I mean, he's, you know, he's obviously come on today. Um, match fitness, no. But that's the same as Omar as well, you know. And they link up play. And it's given us a bit of experience. I had, I had to do it. You know, I've, I've come into the transfer room, we've picked up a, a number of injuries and uh, I just have to you know, do the best we can. Eight games to go now, as you say every week, so much to play for. Yeah, I mean, we're fighting you know, and uh, that's what uh, you know, we're in this division to do. We keep on fighting each week. The players are trying to do it for the football club and uh, you know, we go away to MQ Dons next week, another big game for us. They're all the same at this stage in the season and it's, uh, it was like that today. You could see... What happens when a new manager comes in to win the match? Unfortunately for them, they didn't do that today and uh, we took a point. Kedon's two wins in two for them, just, just when you want them to be in a bad run of form, really. Yeah, I mean, as we say, they're a club that shouldn't be in the position they're in. And, uh, 
Uh, I know I get criticised for saying that, but uh, the facts are the facts. And uh, if if anybody wants to go into the facts with me uh, about why they shouldn't be where they are, then they're quite happy to go and see the the, the balance sheets of both Oxford and of MK Dons and of the other teams. But uh, sometimes people have only got their own agenda, and uh, that's what happens in life, uh, you know. Uh, but uh, from my point of view, for this football club, my players are fighting extremely hard. Nice to see Caleb Watts back today as well. He's not been there, be able to feature for quite some time. Yeah, I mean, Caleb, you know, does well when he comes on because he gives us that energy and he, he pounces on balls and he allows us to get up the field at times. And, you know, Hunter, Osterfield and him coming on, you know, helped us as well. We obviously made the double change with Cole uh, and Pappy as well. But as a group, uh, we all contributed to uh, the point today. Well, Ash, a 1-1 draw thanks to your 87th minute goal and uh, a great time for you to get your first goal for the club. Yeah, it was, you know, obviously it's been a while, obviously with my being out so long, being injured, but it felt nice to finally get that first goal and uh, help us get a point. It was a, a tough game for the first 18 minutes or so, but the last 10 minutes I thought you were well on top and that goal came at a great time and you maybe could have gone on to win it. Yeah, maybe we should have had a penalty, you know, right at the end and went on and got the three points, but it wasn't to be, so focus on to next week. You came off the bench, you know, you started on Saturday, you came off the bench today, Hard for you to, to get in, the injuries this season haven't helped you, have they? No, you know, I just um, obviously I want to play all the time, so I'm disappointed when I'm not playing, so hopefully I can uh, get back in that starting eleven. Talk us through the goal, you got the ball on the left-hand side, you just think I'm going to have a shot here? Yeah, no, as soon as I see the ball fall to Caleb, I thought, you know, if I get myself in a position, he can find me, and luckily I found a target and I went in. And how, how, how pleasing was it for you when you saw the ball in the back of the net? Yeah, it was a relief really, obviously, like I just said, uh, it's been a while while coming so finally off the mark it was a really important goal too wasn't it because a 1-0 defeat today it could have been a really desolate place tonight but there was sort of hope at the end there that fans really got behind you yeah you know we, we obviously need the fans for the next um, for the remaining games to be on our side and help us uh, stay up so the dressing room after the game how was it how did it feel I was running <laughs> I was out running of course you were talking to the whole squad though Papasori's come in today Cole Stockton came off the bench you look like you've got a squad that's ready to fight to the end of the season. Yeah, we've got a lot of competition now. We've obviously Omar and um, Pape coming in, so there's a lot of competition for the starting places, so everyone's everyone's going to be at it. You definitely need to pick up points away, though, don't you, as well now? Yeah. How's it been for you overall this season? Uh, it's been a frustrating year, obviously, going back to the injury. It's my first injury, so to obviously come here on a, on a one-year deal and spend over half of it out injured it's obviously frustrating but um, finally getting back into full fitness and doing what I do best hopefully some more goals for you between, the end of, between now and the end of the season hopefully yeah a couple it's the Shrimps Verdict podcast, part of Shrimps Live on Beyond Radio. Hello from Dave Salmon. Thanks as ever for downloading this episode. Always available, of course, on Apple, Google and Spotify. Smart speaker, ask it to play the Shrimps Verdict and it will stream the latest episode. And the fallback catalogue at the podcast section at beyondradio.co.uk and our free mobile app too. Uh, so onwards we go then and uh, there's no other way to describe it other than a must win. Next Saturday afternoon against M. MK Dons, we need to find a way somehow of getting our second away league victory of the season against a, a team in and around us.
us we quite simply have to get a result at Stadium MK as do our opponents of course and ahead of the game I've been talking to Liam Connolly Liam is one of the hosts of the fabulous MK1 podcast a Milton Keynes Don's fans pod to get the uh, full lowdown and of course it's all changed uh, Liam Manning who uh, uh, manages uh, today's opponents Oxford United uh, all change at uh, Stadium MK uh, the full lowdown on Mark Jackson's men ahead of our trip there uh, this coming Saturday uh, full match commentary of course as ever on Shrimps Live on Beyond Radio FM DAB Plus and I follow Shrimps from 2.45 Liam always great to chat it's a shame that it's not in slightly better or easier circumstances which I'm sure we'll come on to in just a tip but before we get down to business uh, tell us uh, all about uh, the uh, the MK1 podcast where can we find it what's it all about give us the sales pitch yeah, yeah. So uh, as um as as regular listeners will know, you know, been a part of this podcast for a number of years now, coming on to your Dons, uh Milky's Dons that is, um as our as our club, we follow them week in, week out, home and away. Um now part of the Tour Sport fan network, which you're really proud of joining recently and you know that offers a different dimension for our content in terms of what we can offer as a as a podcast and obviously other things like that. So yeah, it's a good chat between three mates who, you know, really love our football club and love a bit too much to be honest with you. Um, yeah, follow around the country and offer our insights and sort of thoughts on uh, the games and what's going on in MK1, basically. Do you uh, bizarrely find, and I've been speaking to uh, like people like Jack at Under the Abbey Stand and and one or two other uh, fans pods who, uh, who are not, not going so well for them on the field at the moment as perhaps they would have liked. Do you find that you've got more to talk about when things aren't quite going to plan? Oh, yeah. Like last week's episode was a bit... Of- bit more ranty than usual but yeah we had like letters to review articles to read uh interviews to watch so yeah a lot, lot to talk about a lot more passion in there for sure uh, this week is a bit more positive because i've come off a win against cambridge um but yeah overall i think when you are the, the more the more frustration builds and the more that things happen you, you know you you do get there and uh yeah sometimes it just come out take out on the podcast now, lots has, has changed for, for both sides, I think, since uh, we last played each other back. Uh, well, we played each other twice now, haven't we? Once in the league very early on in the season. You walloped us uh, back in August. And then, uh, well, it, it, it had as, as big a pre-season feel to the game in the third round of the Carabao Cup as it got, I think. I don't think either side got much past walking pace. Comfortable win for you on that occasion. But since then... Uh, a lot a lot has happened a lot has changed and uh, goodbye Liam Manning first of all yeah I think you know speaking to Liam um, you know through through the podcast through personally speaking to him and like sponsors evenings um, we, we, we sponsor one of the players uh, for the season um, you know really really top bloke you know one of the hardest working managers that I've seen in the club since its existence and moving from Wimbledon to Milton Keynes um, you know, I remember going from sponsor's evening, seeing Liam running out to his car, whacking on his suit for sponsor's evenings, like 10 minutes before he's been in the analysis room working away, uh, working hard to sort the team out. And that's kind of terms of the man he is and the reason why I think he did well at Oxford overall, uh, despite their league position and, you know, despite their tough run of games ultimately coming up. Um, but yeah, you know, I think someone has to um, take the blame for this season overall. Um, and, you know, someone like Liam Sweeting, head of recruitment, is someone who has had previous good windows. And even January was pretty decent um, with the likes of Leko, Kai Kai, uh, Magoma joining in on loan from, for the club. So, you know, not a bad window, but I think December in particular was a disastrous one, as clearly shown by league position. And, you know, failing to replace the likes of Twine, Darling, um, Kasumu, the list goes on and on. Um, you know, that's really effective as a team and just put us in a relegation fight with yourselves, unfortunately. Um, 
and Mark Jackson's come in. Um, you know, used to be the the main youth coach at Leeds. I was assisting in Jesse Marsh's survival last season, which they achieved the way to Brentford on the final day. Um, and you know, to be fair to him, he's had a, he's had a tough start. I think putting the blame on him is is not the right thing to do. He's he's dealing with the cards he's been dealt, which, as I've just explained, isn't very much to be honest. Um, but you know. He's picked up results here and there. Obviously, against the team in and around us, done somewhat well. Winning at Forest Green, winning against Cambridge last weekend. Um, with my wife's a free kick, you know, it's. I think this summer season, it's not about how you win; it's just winning in general. Um, and you know, we've we're beating the teams around us, which is all we can do. And uh, yeah, Mike Jackson and the, and the side have got bits of play, well, lots of lot to play that really. Was uh, Liam Manning uh, harshly dealt with or, or or did you need that change to try and reignite your season? Some people believe that. Um, I am more on the, the pessimistic side and say he did deserve to be sacked. Um, you know, whilst I, I like him as a person, I, I think overall the way that I think the team was over the past six months since that almost promotion season to where he, where he did get sacked was um, unacceptable. Um, you know, things heard about the way they trained and the way they performed on the pitch after long breaks was unacceptable for me um, and really showed that, you know, and also you, you got to take the kind of the players, you know, the players had to believe in what the manager wants from from them overall. And I think you could see that they were slowly losing the sense of, and that even dressing room ultimately. Um, and you know, that resulted in him leaving the club. Um, it's, I think it was a bit too late for me. Um you know, I, I would have, I would have got rid of him a bit long, a bit, um, bit longer than a bit shorter sorry, time than the club did. Um, but you know, I think he, he earned a bit of credit from last season, of course, obviously getting promoted. Um, but you know, he's, he, I think he did have to go ultimately. And given the fact that uh, when he left MK Dons, uh, your position was uh, pretty precarious, still is, of course. Is, is it a gamble that Oxford have taken, or or have they got a good manager? Um. Or is it I'll echo, yeah, no, I, I'll echo the thoughts of the uh, not the top twenty lads uh, and George Ellick uh, and Ali Maxwell on this, and the fact that I think short term it's a gamble. Um, you know, we, we've seen from his side this side this season that when the going gets tough, does Liam Manning actually get going? Um, and I think work wise, he probably does. I'll explain to you just then, but in terms of the actual team and results generation from that, not quite sure he does. Um, so that's a bit of a gamble. I think they are they are hoping that you know the teams like us too. Um, maybe don't pick up the points needed to stay up and they get, get away with it a little bit. I think long term, it's a really good appointment. Um, I think he generally has the potential to be one of the top managers in the league. He proved that um, last season with the likes of him and Kieran McKenna really leading the way for young managers in the league. Um, and, you know, hopefully we, hopefully his sake, we see that moving forward. So let's look at uh, your season in a bit more in depth then, Liam, if we may. It's fair to say uh, that your League One status is in jeopardy with ten or so games of the season still to play. Yeah, um, you know, I think us guys in the podcast, I think the fan base is very vocal with our displeasure of how the season's gone. You know, to go from last season where you know, you're you're pretty much um, a goal away from getting to a playoff final, uh, one 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 less goal conceded from being the automatics. Um, I do think we should have got promoted last season. I think we were better than Sunderland ultimately. I think we proved that over the, the games we played last season and um, the curse of the playoffs um, is, is MK Don's is kryptonite in many ways. We've never we've ever won a playoff game um, ever. So that shows you how bad we are in the playoffs. Um, and yeah, you know, I said, you know, I think the recruitment team's got a lot of, a lot of blood on their hands in many ways. I think they've, 
the, the, the summer that they had has really, really affected the team, you know, failing to replace the likes of the big players that we did sell for, you know, approximately five to eight million pounds total. Um, that's not including add-ons either. Um, to then replace it with, you know, we spent a decent amount of money in the summer considering I think we spent the second highest amount on transfer fees um, just outside of Ipswich on on players and also those players haven't really stepped up. Um, you know, if we see the likes of Jack Tucker who we spent a considerable amount of money on unfortunately have a, a poor start to the season. Um, but it's also an argument to say that these young lads have been thrown in the deep end a little bit and a lot of them have sunk. Um, but as my co-host Ross would say, you know, you expect some of them to sink, you expect all of them to sink. Um, and they they have done that unfortunately. Having some bright sparks, I feel um, some, of the, some of the younger lads, you know, they have shown some areas of of um, promise. And obviously, some of the lads in last season in my wife, so are still scoring a lot of goals, and actually playing better than he did last season in terms of a a goals per game ratio. Um, and some of the lone lads from January, like um, Leko, who's actually out of this game. I oh, it's not easy. It's Kai Kai's out of this game. He's in Sierra Leone. But Leko will be back for this game, and uh, Magoma also, who's from on loan from Brentford, is looking decent also. So. That's a promise there. Um, there's just been a lack, a lack of lack of quality. Um, uh, for me, my management has been poor. Um, Jack says it better at that, but ultimately, you know, he's come from a youth setup, so I think some of the players have been lacking a bit of accountability this this season. And in many ways, when you come from a youth setup where um, egos and personalities take over, and you know, especially with Leeds, like a lot of these players, if you watch the Amazon documentary, a lot of these players actually had first team appearances whilst they were playing for that under 23s team. So they were, and I think it's translated over here, it's been, they're being treated like children in many ways. And I feel like, you know, if you watch Jackson's um, post-Cambridge interview, you know, he, he was very like, uh, he seemed very sort of like neutral or even even angry maybe. Um, and I think he's just very like, he's of course, he wants to see more from the players. He's not he's not trying to say, okay, you won one game, now that's it. You know, these, these the rest of these games are pointless because you've actually done something. No, it's because as important. And, you know, as you said, our top, our, our form against the top half is terrible. Um, we've lost like, I think like 90, 95% of our games against the top half this season. So we have to pick up points in these games against the likes of yourselves. Um, of course, Cambridge the other weekend and also um, Accrington. Uh, if we don't do that, then yeah, I think you're... Um, our position's in jeopardy. If we don't pick up um, nine points in these these three games, we are in big trouble. And I think that's it, isn't it? It's uh, at the stage of the season now, and uh, a little caveat, we are speaking before our respective games uh, this weekend uh, coming up. And, and by serendipity, we're playing Oxford on yes, Saturday. Yeah. Liam Manning's oh. first proper game in charge is against us. So uh, as people uh, hear this, uh, it's the game is already going to be played. So hopefully he's, he's gone off to a terrible start. Well, I mean, we can't play any worse than we did against Charlton on Tuesday, though. <laughs> uh, so we, we've got to somehow bounce back. But so that's another story. Um, I'm a big believer personally in the fact that at this stage of the season, it, it is that mini league, isn't it? There's still arguably eight teams, at least six teams in the mix for those bottom four. I would say there's probably still eight left in that mix. And it's just about, like you say, you win those games around you and you stay, you, you get mid-table in that mini league and then you're above the line and all is good. Yeah, I think I'd argue that we were bottom of that mini league until uh, the Cambridge win uh, the other <laughs> weekend. Um, yeah, it is that. And you know, you, I think obviously that's what it's going to come down to. You know, can you pick up points against, you know, the Oxfords, the Burtons, um, the MK Donses, the Morecambe, the Accringtons? The only team that's got their, their um, sort of fate sealed is that, as far as green, unfortunately. They look pretty down and buried, to be honest with you. Um, but the rest are still in the fight. Um, even Cambridge in many ways, even though I think that defeat against us, uh, against Milton Keynes, Dons on the previous weekend is a blow, a pretty big blow, to be honest. Um, but I think the rest of us are still in the fight and, um, 
yeah, it's terribly full. Now, we are coming to you uh, with uh, quite a, an abysmal away record, to, to say the least. Um, and, and this is going to stand for next week as well, uh, because we're at home on, on Saturday. Uh, just one victory away all season, and that was a last-minute winner at Forest Green Rovers. Uh, a few draws, and we've lost the rest of our games in League One. What can, what, if any, what little bits of glimmers of light can you give us that we can possibly pull off a result on Saturday again, but possibly against the odds, I suppose, given our form so far this season. Yeah, I mean, I mean, too fair, too fair to you guys. You know, Don's have only won three home games all season, um, and only one of them is our, our win against Cambridge uh, the other weekend was our first three pm Saturday win in pretty much eleven months. Grim, very um, grim. So we. We got great value for our season ticket this season, as you can tell. Um, yeah, so we're not great to home either. Um, and we did say that we said in the podcast that we feel that, you know, our home form is always going to determine where we stay up or not. Um, also, we have, we, have, we have Cambridge, we've got yourselves, we've got Charlton, who, you know, I know they beat you guys, but they're ultimately they're an, they're an okay team, but they're not the best team in the world. And typically, Don's have a pretty good record against Charlton. Um, and then you got lights against Barnsley. It's a bit of a game where I'm probably really Barnsley, the best away team in the league, so they're probably going to beat us. But... Yeah, those those um those three games are you know, considering considering a team that even if you got a couple more wins at home, we'd be more than fine at this stage. Because our away form is you know, mid table; it's not too bad really. So it is it is that home form that's going to keep us up. And I think you know the game against yourselves, the game against Charlton, and um, what's the what's the other one? one midweek it might be Portsmouth. Yeah, those games are pretty big. Um, they're probably going to keep us up. And you know, I'm sure we'll get one or maybe one win and a draw away from home um, from our remaining away games, but. Yeah, those those games are massive. We've been saying for a long time, we'll surely get another win and a couple of draws away from home, and it, it's not happened yet. So <laughs> uh, as the games start to run out, you, you start to perhaps lose a, a bit of face. So where are you now? 33 points on the same same points as, as we speak oh. right this very moment, Lynn. 33 points with 10 games to go. How many do you think you need to stay up? I think it's about the... 46 I'm going to go for this season. So maybe 10, 10 points from your 10 games, three wins and a draw. That's achievable, isn't it, surely? Yeah, I mean, if you if you look at the the averages from the past three or four seasons in, in this League One um, for finishing 20th, and this includes the anomaly of last season where Gillingham's head up on 40 points. Um, you, know, you, are, you are needing about 47, 46 points to stay up, really. So you know you're you're bang on with the average really, and you know I think I think maybe I think that's how poor the us guys are at the bottom of the table. Uh, maybe forty six is a is a tiny bit high, but I don't think it's far off. I think you'll you'll need about forty three, forty four. Um, so us guys probably need eleven points in my remaining games. Um, oh, ooh, I could see MK getting there. Uh, it'd be it'd be a tight call. I mean, we have Burton final day of the season. That's got a big game for us. Uh, and obviously, if Burton pick enough points, which they they could definitely do, you know, that could be a bit of another void game for them. That could be a big game for us. Um, so there's a chance that we stay up on the final day. But uh, yeah, I think anywhere from 11 to 15 points is is what you kind of need, really. And as the games start to run out, the points per game, the maths get a little bit trickier, I suppose. So it puts enormous pressure for both clubs on this game on Saturday. Most definitely, um, you know, especially for you guys, you know, your away form's terrible. I mean, our, our home form isn't much better, but, you know, I think whoever gets the three points here is, without, you know, without knowing the results from the previous Saturday, is arguably to be the front runner to 
try and challenge Accrington, Oxford, um, even Burton to get out of the bottom four. And, you know, it's it's ultimately, we saw, we saw with the Cambridge game from our perspective, you know, one moment of quality from OI, so changed that game and that won us the game. That's all it'll be with this one. Who's yeah. that one player in your team that can give you that goal, give you that key pass that plays your striker through? Um, and, you know, it's, I think, I think either, can, obviously you can produce that really. So what can you tell us then, Liam, uh, about a, a Mark Jackson, MK Don's setup, style of play, personnel? What do we need to know? Yeah, I, I think always at the heart of MK Don's team, it's um, playing the quote-unquote MK way. So um, for those that don't know, that's possession with purpose, um, attacking football, playing through the lines. Um, have we seen that all season? Not really. Um, there has been very much, especially the past couple of weeks, just trying to find wise, uh, ways to win games. Uh, so that could be, you know, playing tactical long balls to down, down the lines, try and get our wing players up over the pitch, um, pressing tactically, particularly when um, pivots are on the ball or like centre-backs on the ball, try and win that ball up position and create chances that way. Good example of that is watching our Plymouth away performance where we got two goals from that um, and maybe really should have done better. Um, oh, one goal, sorry, but it should have been two. Yeah, we should have invested that game really, and we fell to one of the better teams in the division. But yeah, it's it's definitely I say I say our performances this season under Jackson have definitely been more tailored to the opposition we're playing. Um, there didn't seem to be a a really really a set way they actually play besides that possession and with purpose. So it's um I think it's, I think it's made it harder for teams to prepare against us, which is good. I think in the past and the likes of Russell Martin and even Liam Manning in many ways, but the team's been easy to plan against, and that makes results of course easier to. Um, gets from us but um, I think I think this team's a bit unpredictable which is uh, a good and a bad thing from a sports perspective because you never know what you're going to get I suppose that that's right isn't it if you, if you know that right well they always play back three and wing backs into front or, or whatever the formation might be then you can you can plan accordingly but if it's uh, if it's mixing and matching I suppose it, it's a double-sided coin though isn't it because I think there is an argument to say well let the opposition worry about us we play the way we play, let them worry about how we play and, and we're not going to change to suit opposition because we're playing into their hands. So I suppose it's it's horses for courses in that point of view, isn't it? So uh, prediction time then, uh, Lim, what, how do you see it on Saturday and can one or both of us uh, be in League One next season? The big question. Saturday's a really tough game. Um, I do like Morecambe. I think you, I've said for a number of weeks, I think you guys have a good chance of staying up. Um but I feel like I have to back my team here and say that we'll get the three points and give ourselves a chance um, because we, we have to. We, we honestly have to. If we don't, we don't beat yourselves. Um, we we look at the likes of you know we, we play um, Wickham soon, Derby soon, um, likes of those teams who are fighting for the playoffs and ultimately we can't compete with those teams. We haven't got enough quality. Um, and you know whilst Dean Owens coming back is is a nice touch. Um, ultimately, there's not enough quality around the team to. Um, compensate for the better team playing against us so I think we will win just because we maybe want it more um, and that's obviously I can only comment on what I've seen from both teams recently but I just feel there's enough in that Don's team especially at home where they've been so bad all season to try and get a few results for the fans and give some bit of optimism heading into a really tough run in April um, and then of course the final day away at Burton so get the job done in the next few weeks then is, is the message to, to the MK Don squad from your point of view. Yes, get it done the next couple of weeks and then pray to get some points against tough teams. 
Well, Liam, thanks so much indeed. I could chat to you for a very long time about all things legal as, <laughs> as well, you know, but uh, uh, people get very bored of that very quickly. Uh, before we go, uh, give us the plug for uh, the MK1 podcast one more time. Yes, yeah, so the MK1 podcast, um, part of the TalkSport fan network. Um, anything to do with Milton Keynes, we're pretty much your guys um, from you know, match previews, um, reviews, little mini games we play now. And yeah, our socials are filled with all like um, content throughout the week. And we'll be full of content about Morecambe also when the game comes about. So yeah, check it out. And it's, I think it's, uh, and, and I'm not just saying this because I'm, I'm staring at you down my computer screen, but uh, <laughs> I, I think it is one of the best ones in the division. And because the reason for that is because it's a fans one and it's not corporate and you tell it like it is. And I think as we spoke about 15 minutes ago, when things aren't going well, you've got, certainly have got plenty to discuss. Yeah, no, we are fortunate that our relationship with the club is a good one. Um, but we do we do say how it is and you know, if you want you want to check that out, listen to episode thirty of this season, we definitely put it towards the club there. Um but yeah, they they respect us for what we do and we respect the same them the same way. And uh yeah, we actually think we do a decent job. Lovely stuff, Liam. Thanks very much again as ever. Um good luck for the season after Saturday, of course. Hopefully <laughs> you you hopefully too. we can get our second away win of the campaign and then you can go on a bit of a run after that if you like. We don't particularly care because we'll, we'll have closed <laughs> that gap and it'll be fine. And we'll both be a League One club next season and we'll be able to speak again next time. Cheers. No worries. Every kick, every game, every goal. Following Morecambe FC in League One. Full match commentary of Morecambe FC on Beyond Radio. This is Shrimps Live from Beyond Radio. Radio.